Very good. All right, let's get started right away. 1001. All right, get started with my first question of the day from last week. Let's see where we are today, August 10, slideshow from current. And uh, there we go. We launch today's meeting. My question to, uh, for you today, the first one, and I'm going to keep this slide as the first one every single week because why do you think I ask you for open houses? How many open houses did you do this week? Remember, if you watch the Miami Real Estate Show and you see the top, top, top agents in our industry, you tell, they tell you the number one lead generation sellers, lead generation source is what? Open houses. So the question for you is, do you want more sellers leads? We all, we both, we all know the answer, right? And the answer to that is yes. So if you want more sellers leads and the number one lead generation tool is open houses, the question for you is how many open houses do you do this week, all right? Remember, ideally two, all right? One during the weekend and one during the week, what we call twilight open houses, meaning open houses after five, at 6 p.m. on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or a Thursday. Very good, those, that, those open houses are for people that are not available during the weekend. Oh, but what happens if I don't have any listings? Not a problem, talk to your broker. Your broker most likely will be able, able to connect you with somebody in the office and help you get a property so you can do an open house. It is not an excuse if you don't have a listing, find somebody who does within your office. If you don't know anybody in your office, talk to your broker, your, your broker most likely will help you. So make sure you start doing open houses in a weekly basis in your area, all right? So very important also before I go to the next point, let me open right here. Very, very, very important. So if you don't have any listings right now, make sure you get your first one so you can start doing the open houses and start generating seller's leads. And when you sell them, you can send the email that you, when you get them, you send an email that you have a new listing or when you close it, when you have a pending sale, you send an email that says that you have a pending listing. When you close it, you send an email stating to your people that you closed it. Now, the easiest and fastest way to get a listing is to what? to produce your commission. So I'm gonna go into that right now. And if you're, uh, this topic is always a little bit, <clears throat> a little bit controversial, right? That's controversial, meaning that some people don't like to lower their commission. So I'm gonna go back to, for the people have been doing coaching with me for a long time, understand that. <clears throat> what's the number one, let's see if any of you know, what's the number one, number one energy drink in the world? Tell me, what's the name of the brand that is the number one energy drink in the world? Let's Red Bull. Very good, Irene. Very good. Red Bull. That's exactly right, Irene. Right? So what do they do when they go into a campus, right? University campus or freshman people. What do they do? Do they sell it? No. They give it away. They go with their beautiful you know, super cute car, right? And you see all these men and women, young men and women in shape, giving them away. Got it? They can say, listen, I'm the number one energy drink in the world. Everybody knows who we are. I'm not going to give away my product. No way. 
What are they doing? It is a marketing technique. They want to give it away so they know if they taste that, oh, that one first, if they get a taste of it, now they're going to get hooked, right? That's what I want you to do in your area if you don't have any listings. It's not about the commission on that listing. It's about the free marketing you're getting, which is most of the time of higher value than the commission. Yeah, but I'm not going to give away $10,000 commission. And it's not about the $10,000. It's about the thousands of dollars of free advertising and free leads you're getting with that first listing. It is a promotion. I'm not saying you're going to discount your commission forever. That is not the point. It is a marketing technique that I want you to use if you don't have listings. Now, if you have more than enough listings, I completely understand. Charge the 3% and sometimes even more. I got it. But if you don't have any, yes, you can say you have all the experience, you're going to help the client, you work for the best company in the world. Everybody can say that. But at the end of the day, what's usually most important for the seller is how much are you going to charge me? Got it? So the easiest, the fastest, the most compelling way of convincing somebody to work with you is to lower your commission. So the next question is, well, how much? As much as you can. A flat fee of $1,500, a flat fee of $750. The question is, how much do you want it? Got it? Again, I'm not asking you to become a discount agent or a discount broker. We have many brokers on the call. That's not what I'm asking you. What I'm asking you is to take advantage of free advertising because once you put that for sale sign in your area, now you have 24 7, 24 7 free advertising. Not only that, but having a listing is way better than a billboard, than a bus bench. Why? Because the message on that listing is that that seller, that neighbor of mine, trusted you. So the message is way more powerful than just regular advertising, advertisement on a poster, newspaper, bus bench, or a bus bench billboard, etc. All of those work, but even more, your name on a listing. Got it? Very, very important. So please, guys, please, please focus on getting more listings, more and more and more listings. The more listings you get, the faster you're going to grow your business. All right? As Sebastian says, they give it away, especially in crowded areas. Exactly. Very, very good. And thank you, Irene. Thank you, Sebastian, for that participation. Very, very important. All right. So remember, number one goal for this week, how many open houses you're going to do. So if you have properties, that's all. You just set it up. If you don't talk to your broker, number three, make sure you run a campaign, a promotion for this month, lowering your commission. All right. Very good. All right. Let's go into the next one now. Good, good, good. Very important. I'm going to go through that every single week. I'm going to ask you the same question. How many open houses do you do? By the way, what do you do during the open house? You got to go through every single now. And you guys know that I do not encourage door knocking. If you're doing it and it's working for you, keep doing it. But you know that you can't replicate. You can automate. You can scale that activity. By the way, when you have an open house, now you have the per per perfect reason to go and door knock right on somebody's door. 
right? So for example, hey, Steven, how you doing? This is Orlando Montiel. Just want to let you know that I'm doing an open house today at 2 p.m. It's the neighbor's house. It's very uh, similar to yours. We're going to be talking about the five things sellers need to do in order to get the property sold in this current environment, in this current market. Right. We're going to talk about also the three mistakes sellers make when putting the property for sale in the market. And we would love to have you there so we can talk about what's going on in the market, prices going up, prices going down, demand, buyers, where they're coming from, etc. So I hope to, uh, to have you there and have some discussion. And then you can compare the listing that I have right, with your, current, with your property so you can uh, compare and see how much your property is worth. You see the value of that conversation? Did I say, so you can see me, I'm the number one, I work for the best company. None of that is relevant. But understand how meaningful that conversation was, right? It was points, you know, you know, punchlines, 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 you know, how the market is doing, where the buyers are coming from, whether the properties are going up in price or down in price. We're gonna talk about the five things you need to know before selling your home. Also, we're gonna talk about the three mistakes owners in our community are making right now during this current market environment when putting their property for sale. Man, that's all punchlines, very, very strong punchlines. And what is the uh, owner of that property realizing? That I'm an expert, that if he goes to that open house, I'm gonna give him some value, understood? So that's what you need to develop in your business and do it every single week. Steven couldn't go again? Hey, Steven, I know you noticed that you couldn't attend my open house on Friday. Anyways, I'm going to do uh, a Twilight open house tonight. I'm going to be there from 5 to 7. If you have the time, we'd love to have you there. Remember, we talk in these open houses about the five things you need to know before selling your home, the three mistakes owners in our environment make. We're going to talk about the current environment. Our property is going up, going down, where the buyers are coming from. Are they local? Are they foreigners? Are they out of state? And what states they're coming from? So I hope to see you there, okay? Also, you can compare our property that we have for sale with yours so you have an idea of how much your property is worth. You do that six, seven, hey, Steven, again, hey, I noticed you couldn't go again, but I'm gonna be here this weekend again. So when they're ready to sell, who do they want? You, because you show them what you're willing to do to sell their home, all right? Very, very, very good. All right, so I think I have a, a new comment right here. Richard, I suggest that to my company to lower my commission to 5% for the first couple of months, but I just moved back to my hometown. They do not like the idea of lowering the commission to 5%. What do I do? Talk again to your broker or talk to another broker. Is that simple? Got it? Explain to your broker the reason you're doing this. If you explain the reason to your broker of doing this, by the way, Present it to your broker in, in this way. I want to gain market share. And we both know that the fastest way for somebody to give me their property, the easiest way, all right, is to lower my commission. It is a marketing technique that I want to use. And I want you to give me that exception and see how it works. So Richard, that's your conversation with your broker. Let's try it. Let me try it for the next two or three months. And if they say no, then you need to consider is that broker working on your best, uh, uh, you know, in your best interest? By the way, who loses the most in terms of commission? The broker or the agent? Right? Who, who's taking the biggest hit? The agent. So, Mr. Broker, I just want you to realize, I, I completely understand you don't want to do it. By the way, it's not that I want to do it or discount my services. It's that it's going to help us promote 
your company for free and it's going to help me promote my services all right so i want to give that promotion for the summer for august for the month of uh, of september can we work on an exception on that explain to your broker the reason you're doing that if you're new to an area you need to gain market share and i understand some brokers don't want to do that most will most will if you're a business person you will period i mean very few people all right it, 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 you have to be very short-minded, and I'm, so, I'm sorry if I offend somebody, but, but you have to be some, some short-minded person. Not to, listen, in business, it's not always about the money. In business, it's not always about me, 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 me. In business, many times, I need to give first. Actually, not many times, most of the time, I need to give first in order to get back something in return. It's that simple. All right. So I need as an agent to feel comfortable that I'm working in an environment where we are all supporting each other. All right. And that's a huge part of being a listing agent. All right. So talk to your broker. I think most brokers will understand that some brokers won't like the idea. Right. But give you the chance. All right. Um, nice to have you here, Richard, back. All right. So I hope everything is, is going well in, in the keys. Call me whenever you want. Nice to have you back. Alisa, I don't like the idea of lowering my commission. I see now $99,000 with just 4% commission now, and then the client started to ask for that. Not good, just an opinion. It's just an opinion, all right? Again, what I did I say at the beginning, controversial. I knew it was gonna be controversial. Now, Alisa, if I go to a listing presentation and we have the same level, who do you think is going to win? The person who lowers their commission. By the way, time out, time out. Who said, who said we have to charge 3%? Who said that? Why not 7%? Why not 25%? 3% is just a, 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 it's just a number we gave in this industry, by the way, which I believe is just, it's just my modeling, all right? Charging 3% on a $300,000 property, $9,000 for, I'm sorry, I'm a real estate agent too, for the little work we do compared to how much $9,000 is, Imagine a million dollar property. Wait, we're making about thirty thousand dollars as a listing agent. Come on, the average listing agent works about eight to ten hours. I'm sorry, I know this is controversial. All right. All I want to make sure is I'm a business person, right? And as a business person, I need to do what's best for my business. So is it going to bring me the right marketing? Yes, I'd rather have 10 listings with half of the commission, all right, that have a couple of listings with full commission. Because the amount of advertisement and the perception that that's going to give me is how much, so, so, so much bigger. By the time, by, by the way, all right, big corporations do it all the time. They have specials. When was the last time you went to Macy's and bought something at regular price, all right? So, so there's gonna be some people that don't like to lower their commission. I love to do so. I usually, I mean, it's hard for me to work with an investor where I charge 3%. If this can, I want, listen, and if, if it is a flat fee of $5,000, I'm not gonna do much, I'd rather have the $5,000. It's just business. It's just a business decision. I don't take it personal, all right? So again, different opinions. You have the edge when you wanna offer the discount. Think about the big companies, Red Bull, all right? Good point. All right, so Jeff Miller, get a new broker anyway. This is one has already shown, he doesn't want you to help you grow. That's you know, I, I would share that opinion. 
Jeff. So Jeff and I have the same opinion. He says, get a new broker anyway. This one has already shown he doesn't want to help you grow, right? And maybe, uh, and maybe it's that he doesn't see it yet. You know, try to, to, to explain to him that you are going to take the biggest cut, uh, the biggest cut on the commission, right? That's it, right? Uh, and, and what I've seen with agents is that when you talk about this strategy, and I talk about this strategy with my top, top agents, by the way, you know that the type of agents we coach, you know, 100 million, 150 million, 200 million dollars in listings. You can see it on our website. All right, you can see the testimonials from the top, top listing agents we coach. Let me give you an insight. For those of you who doesn't, don't, don't like to lower their commission, let me give you an insight. Most top agents don't charge more than 2%, right? Very few charge the 3%. I'm giving you the insight from many, many top producers in the industry, right? They don't say it publicly, but they don't charge a 3% because those multi-million dollar Clients negotiate the commission very well. And those listing agents know the value of having their sign in whatever property they're selling, right? So most top agents don't charge the 3%, all right? Just to let you know that. All right, uh, Ada. Uh, Ada, most of the time, realtors do not show properties that offer a lower commission. 100% agree with Ada. So I'm gonna re uh, repeat what she said. Most of the time, realtors do not show properties that offer a lower commission. Very good point, Ada. I never said, all right, to lower the commission and split it with the buyer's agent. Never said that. I'm going to lower my commission. The 3% has to stay there for the buyer's agent. If not, that property is not going to be shown. 100% agree with you, Ada. So I'm talking about my commission one more, one more time. We do not touch the buyer's agent commission. The buyer's agent commission needs to stay at 3%. Very important. One more time, we do not want to take to touch the buyer's commission. It needs to stay at 3% and sometimes even give him a bonus, all right? What we touch is our commission for marketing purposes, for your own sake, for your business, guys. Right, very, very important. You see how controversial this is, right? And this was uh, just within 20 minutes, a third of the, our meeting today on this issue. Why, guys, we want more listings. Understand the power of having listings. I'll give you another insight from our top agents. This I can say because it's recorded, it's public, and he doesn't care. So, Riley Smith, by the way, Riley Smith is the number one listing agent in terms of number of listings in Miami. He's the number one. Many of you know who he is, for those of you who are here in Miami. The number one agent in terms of listings. He says, I'll take an overpriced listing every single day of the week. He said it in the Miami Real Estate Show. I highly recommend you see that one. I, I had it in the Miami Real Estate Show in March, uh, March and then in April. It's very, very recent. He says, I'll take an overpriced listing any type of the, any time of the, any, any day of the week. By the way, he, is, he says that also in the workshop. You have the listing agent workshop. One of the people that I brought to the listing agent workshop was Riley Smith. We did a live year before the pandemic, right? So he says, I'll take it anytime. Why he will take it anytime? Two reasons. Number one is what? Free marketing, perception. When you have a listing, you are telling people that you exist. You're telling people that you have presence. You're telling people that you're active. 
and you're telling people that somebody entrusted their property to you. Got it? Number two, you never know when that seller is going to come to senses and lower the price. So you want to take the listing. All right. Very, very important. All right. Liliana, I lower my commission, not that the other realtors commission for this reason. Very good, Liliana. Lower your commission, but not the other agents. Very, very, very good. Alisa, Alisa, when you are a top producer, you can afford it. Actually, when you are not, you need to make sure you do it, especially if you're new. But okay, so very important, Alisa. Good point, good point, Alisa. So top agents actually, all right, are the ones that need to lower the commission, the list. Because again, this is my message to you. And look how controversial, but how important. This says how important this topic is, all right? We need training on this one. Very important. So, <clears throat> I didn't say that you're going to always lower your commission. I said in order to accelerate, to speed up the process of getting more listings, give some promotions, right? Very good ones. That's all I'm saying. Once you're a top agent, all right, you don't need to do it, right? You don't, I'm not asking you to become a discount agent, guys. I'm not asking you to always lower your commission. I'm asking you to, in order to get market share, right? Work on that technique, use that technique, right? So, and when I talk about the top, top, top agencies, because they are doing multi-million dollar properties, they usually don't charge the 3%, right? Why? Because they're making a lot of money already on a one and a half or 2% at most. Got it? So you're going to go, once you have six, seven, eight, once you have traction in your area, go back to your 3%, all right? And sometimes if you want to give a break, you give a break. I'm not telling you that you're always going to use that, Alisa, okay? It's actually now, if you don't have the presence in that area, this is the moment that you need to do it because it's better for you to do 10 transactions at $2,000 a piece, that's 20,000, than only maybe, maybe one transaction at $9,000 a piece, all right? Very, very good, good point. All right, but by the way, guys, I'm, I'm telling you all of this because it's, it's experience working with you guys for so, so many years, right? So everything that I tell you here is what I've seen work. It's not my opinion. It's not what I think. It's not an idea that I have. It is years of working with you guys and seeing what's working right now and what's not, all right? So whatever I ask you to do is because I've seen it so many times already work. And whatever I'm asking you not to do right? It's because I've seen it so many times not working, all right? So it's, again, it's not an idea. It's not an opinion. It is a fact. I've, I, I, I'm, I'm seeing every single day, all right? I'm doing it for you. That's what you're paying the coaching for. That's what you pay the coaching for, all right? So all I'm saying, all I say to you is on your best interest. All right, very good point. Uh, Liliana, I do not like at all when I see a listing with a low commission. Lately, I'm working up north, and there are many listings with two to one and a half. So I'm so annoying, but I have no choice. Yes, uh, and I know, uh, Liliana, you're not in South Florida. So yeah, we know that in different parts of the country, the commission is different. In South Florida, it's usually 3%, right? Uh, in South Florida, but up north, and then when you go to another state, Texas, et cetera, they negotiate their commissions uh, to a lower point. It's just, it's just the market, right? Uh, it's, it's, it's just the reality. So we need to list more in order to make more. That's it, right? It is just, it is just a fact. So in, in your specific areas, between two to two and a half percent. Yep, that's what it is. 
all right? Uh, Jeff Miller, buyer's agent, agents are doing all the work. That's the truth. Jeff, you, you are very clear. It is the truth. According to the National Association of Realtors, buyer's agents work with a client, right, for 32 hours. Seller's agents work with their client for what? For eight hours. That's national statistic, right? So buyer's agents work four times as much. So it's all about strategically making sure that you have more listings so you have all those agents working to sell your property. Got it? That's the, how beautiful it is. That's how important it is to become a listing agent or work with investors. They don't even see the properties. They like the numbers, they buy the property. All right, very important, very, very important. Let's see, uh, Maria, my broker is very good about working with me on, redu on reduction on commission. Bravo, Maria, right? That broker understands the dynamics, understand that even if it's, he's making very little money, he has free marketing, right? Well, I'm not, I'm not making any money. Let's say I'm a, I'm a, I'm a broker. I said, okay, well, Maria, it's my agent and that she's, uh, she's gonna list a property and I'm gonna make only, let's say $250. But guess what? That signing that property has my company name. So that's free advertisement for me. How much would I have to pay if I were allowed, all right, to have a 24-7 sign in that community to advertise my own company? Thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars. So sometimes we need to give some to receive more. All right, good, very good, Maria. I'm glad you have a broker that is willing to work with you. Very good. And Anders, Anders, good morning, Orlando. How far should I be going to help a buyer with pre-qualifying? Good question. I want to be able to help renters become owners. It is a higher risk group who my times, group who many times don't believe they can do it. I don't want to waste time and energy but I don't want to go halfway for a client either. So, <clears throat> Anders, I don't know how much background knowledge you have in mortgage. So, uh, the number one thing with buyers is to make, not a lot, okay, good, thank you for answering. Okay, so, the number one thing we wanna do with buyers, all right, uh, if, if, if we know there are not, you know, buyers with a lot, a lot of money, it's pre-qualify them financially. So you need to work very, very close, Anders, with a mortgage broker, very close. So the first step, and explain it to the buyers to their best, best interest. Very good for everybody in the line today. Very, and we have a lot of people on the line. Very good question, right? So what we wanna make sure is that we understand, all right, that, let me see, uh, see right here, oops. So we wanna make sure that that person is pre-qualified in terms of mortgage. Why do we want to do that? And explain it to the buyer that it is to his best interest. Anders, Mr. Anders, let's say you are the buyer, all right? I want to make sure that if we find the property that is right for you, which is exactly what you want, right? To find the right property in the place where you want, for the reasons you want, all right? At the price that you want, we want to be the buyer with the highest chance of making the right offer for that seller. And one of the most important thing for sellers is to know that the potential buyer who is submitting the offer is pre-qualified financially, all right? So, Anders, you need to work very close with a mortgage broker. If you don't have one, write to me at info 
at montierorganization.com. We'll tell you the mortgage brokers we work with, all right? Um, they, they will work with, work with us for many, many, many years. If you have one, make sure you send all of your clients, potential buyers, to your mortgage broker first, all right? Very, very important. Okay, so a mortgage broker should definitely be in my 250 as a connector then, right? Yes, very good. By the way, <clears throat> you should have two, all right? Uh, we work with two. One that's special, and, and depending on, on the type of clients you work with, right? So if you have, uh, if you're working with uh, first-time home buyers, you need a mortgage broker that, that understand FHA, uh, first-time home buyers, right? Those are mortgage brokers that are specialized on that, on, on that type of clients. If you're working with veterans, you need to find a broker that specializes in veterans. If you work with international clients like I do, you need to work specifically with a mortgage broker that understands international clients and speak their language. Very, very important, right? If you work with, with you know, regular local clients or, or Jumbo loans, right? Or clients that are high net worth, you need to work with a broker that specializes on that, right? So not every single broker can help you. Not every single broker has all the plans. They do, but they are not a specialist at it, right? So they have their forte, like any real estate agent. So you have real estate agents that specialize in residential, some other specialized in condominiums, commercial, et cetera. Same thing with mortgage brokers. So all of you guys need to know, need to find the right brokers for your target audience, right? So if you don't have it, write to me at info at montierorganization.com. Tell me exactly uh, what type of uh, uh, clients you're working with, first-time home buyers, back credit, good credit, uh, uh, domestic or international. And I'll let you know which brokers we work with, right? Very, very good. All right, uh, Juliana, good morning. Changing the topic for one question. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been half an hour already, Juliana, for, for that. And uh, thank you, uh, uh, Anders. I, know, I knew the topic was going to be uh, controversial, and I said it at the beginning because it's, you know, we've done this so many times. Juliana, good morning. Changing the topic for one question I have. I want to start my Facebook ads this week for new leads, and I would like to know if anybody's using this platform for new leads and if it is working for you in getting new clients due to the situation we're going through. Very good, uh, Juliana, very good question. Yes, and particularly we, we do it for our own team right here in the office. Facebook for us, for, I'm not saying it is, I'm saying it is for us, the number one lead generation source, all right? Very important. So. Facebook for us works very well. We manage Facebook accounts for many agents here in coaching and it's working very well for them, depending on the area. So I give you an idea. What do you mean working? Well, you identify whether it works or not on price, right? Cost per lead. So depending on the area where you are nationwide, the cost per lead changes. Remember Facebook, it's a bidding system like Google right? So if you are doing Manhattan, the cost per lead is going to be between $60 to $70. If you're doing South Florida, it's going to be between $5 to $7. If you're working Miami Beach, it's going to be between $9 and $12. If you're doing Boca Raton, which is also a high-end area, it's going to cost you between maybe $12, $15, all right? So depending on your area, the cost per lead is going to be different. But yes, Facebook works very well. If, please write this down, if you're doing two things, you have the right content to get their attention. Number two, you're doing the lead, please write this down, the lead generation campaign. One more time, in order to get three things, their name, their phone, and email address, 
the only campaign you can use on Facebook, it's called a lead generation campaign. And to create a lead generation campaign, you need to offer something. Five mistakes owners in fill in the blank, make one selling their home, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All right. If you've never seen a, uh, an ad like that, uh, Juliana, just let me know and I will show one right here in Kendall. Yeah, Kendall, Kendall is in South Florida, so it's going to be less than $8. So it should be uh, between $7 and $8 per lead. Yeah, it shouldn't be a problem. And Kendall works very well with Facebook. If you have not seen a campaign, any of you have not seen a Facebook campaign, let me know and I'll show it to you right now. All right? Good point. Good, good point. Uh, Jeff, Alisa, to sell, to sell an overpriced home up to buyer's agent's commission to 5%. I think they're communicating between the two. All right, very good. Very good questions today, today guys. All right, so let's go to the next one. That was only my first slide. So let's go right here. Get a little bit of water. All right, let's see. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use postcards for my lead generation tool. Very good. Where can I find all information I need to learn about postcards to master this platform? All right, excellent. So we have a PDF that I want to show you right here. And I think there is another, another uh, question right here, but let me finish with this, with postcards, and then I'll go back. So I'm going to show you right here, and it's in, in both. It's half is in Spanish, half is in English. Everything is telling you exactly in both languages, all right? Uh, this is coming from our magazine, The Agent, the six key points to evaluate when you're doing a postcard campaign, all right? And we explain to you exactly every single point the picture, the hook, right? Your logo, the content, it's the most important thing, which is called also the hook, all right? So you can take them to a landing page. So we need the content, the title has to be very, very attractive, similar to a Facebook campaign. The content, it's all about interest of a specific community, all right? Solutions to problems they're having, the seller in this case, which is what we call the hook, all right? And then direct them to a landing page so they can download all this content, all right? Unfortunately, most agents, when they're creating a postcard campaign, this is the, typical, the four typical things in a postcard for those of you who already know me, those are the typical four things, right? Number one, their picture profile from 87 years ago. Number two, what I recently sold or what I recently listed. Number three, my contact information. And number four, the call to action, <coughs> which is what? You call me. And who's going to call me? We know already the answer. Almost nobody. That's why it's so important, all right, to have the right content directing the person to the landing page so they can download the whole thing. These are the bullet points and then all the content within those bullet points, it is in the landing page or website, all right? So they can download it and you can get their name, their email, and what? And their phone number, all right? Very, very, very important, all right? Very, very important to understand how to do the marketing. Remember, marketing is a four-step process. We need to get their attention first. Then, once we get their attention, we are going to exchange because I gave them value, right? 
an email, right? So I'm going to give you that information once you give me your email because that's the only way I can send it to you. I give you the bullet points, but if you want the information on, on the three things you need to know, the two mistakes, the one secret to setting your home, right? I have it right here in this PDF, but in order to PDF, but in order to give it to you, what do I need? I need your email so I can send it to you. So once, and that's, that's to get their attention, right? Remember four things, that's to get their attention. Now, once I have their email, I still need to have the content, all right? And that's what we have right here in the real estate black box, right? All the content already automated for buyers and also for sellers. That's what you have in the black box, right? So we export that information to the buyers and sellers list to start developing their interests, then their desire, and finally action. Either they contact us or through the series of emails we send them, we contact, contact them. Very, very important point, all right? Um, good, all right, so I think that I answered that question. If you have more questions about postcards, please let me know. I'm gonna continue right here before I jump to the other one. Uh, Alisa, what if, I, what if a client gave me two listings, a little bit overpriced, about 10%, the price is firm, and he gave me the listing for only three months? Do you have a strategy? Yes, yes, yes. Right? If the property is overpriced, there's not much we can do other than every single week, Alisa, you're going to do two things, please. Number one, you're going to communicate for all of you who have overpriced listings. Remember, no amount of advertisement. And Alisa, this is a great point. For all of you who have, who have listings, you always ask, okay, well, what do I do to sell it? There's only one thing you can do to sell it. Lower the price. No, no, it's the right price. No, it's not the right price. Alisa knows that it's 10% right now. We say, no, no, but it's the right price. It's the, it's the cheapest property in the community. No, no, it's the cheap, it's the, it's the least overpriced property in the community. If it was at the right price, it would have already sold. No, 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 but no, no, you, you don't understand, Orlando. It is the right price. Again, if it is the right price, you would already have an offer. So we please need to understand that if a property is not selling, it's because it's not the right price. It doesn't really matter how much marketing I do for the property. I can't sell a dollar bill for the price of two, all right? By the way, it's been more than 20 years in this business, all right? So please, Take that too hard. If the property is not selling, it's just because it's not the right price. Let me ask you a question. Let's say that property, Alisa, it's, by the way, Alisa, it's right. She knows it's overpriced. But if your property, whatever price it is, you lower it 70%. I just want to give you an, ex, you, know, uh, 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 you know, a very exaggerated uh, example, right? If, if you have a property right now, let's say it's half a million dollars, and we lower it. 70% to $150,000. Do you think it's going to sell? Yes or no? Will you have an offer? Will you have multiple offers? Of course you will. So I just show you that the number one reason a property doesn't sell is because it's overpriced. That simple. Lower the price 70%. What do you think is going to happen? Multiple offers, but not only for 150 which is uh, you know, 70% down from uh, half a million, right? But it's gonna keep going up, 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 up until it reaches the market price. So at least a very important, every single week, you need to have less than a five minute conversation with your client explaining exactly number of properties for sale, 
that are very similar to his, let's say you have a four bedroom unit, four, four bedroom, four bath, right? 3,000 square feet, uh, 10,000 square feet uh, lot, right? So you wanna show him the comparables every single week, average number of properties for sale within that, the same characteristics, average price, average price per square foot, highest for sale, lowest for sale, and based on the market every single week so he understands that he's overpriced not only that but also you want to show him same six things for the pending if you have any pendings and for the properties that close within the last six months right that's going to get the seller to understand to understand exactly where his property is positioned right now in terms of competition got it very very important Number two, I told you two things, right? No, so number one is to communicate with your client in a weekly basis. And I know, Alisa, it's not an easy conversation. I know that, but we need to have it, all right? And number two, very important, if he gave, he gave you the property for only three, uh, three months, all right? Now, in three months, you need to do at least 20 to 25 open houses. Imagine doing 25 open houses for that property to every single week. Everybody in the area is going to know you. So if he doesn't come to his senses and lowers the price to the real, right, uh, the sellable price, at least you're gonna get a bunch of seller's leads. If you do 25 open houses within the next three months, not only 25 open houses, but within the next three months, right? And you knock on everybody's door, just letting them know that you're going to have an open house and said what we discussed before you, you should say in an open house. How many leads do you think you're going to get? I bet it would be many, many, many leads. You will be very, very happily surprised. All right. So those are the two things that I recommend. And there's, okay, so a mortgage broker should definitely be my project connector, right? Yes, definitely. Juliana, uh, I think I already answered that. Please read my question before. I think I already did. Alisa, I, I, I answered. I think I, I jumped it. Sorry about that. Getting Kendall to Alisa. Okay, good point. Thank you, Evelyn. If even if in a even if it is a rare property for sale in that neighborhood, and people like the neighborhood very much, Evelyn, if you can be a little bit more descript, uh, descriptive on that, I didn't understand it very very well. I think you're referring to the price, correct me if I'm wrong, right? Uh, and, and, you know, sellers, and sometimes we fall into that trap thinking that the property is very unique and listen, at the end of the day, if it is not selling, we need to lower the price. It's that simple. Yes, right? it was regarding to Alisa's question. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Good morning. It was regarding to Alisa's question. <laughs> When you have that low inventory and that is a neighborhood that people want to buy there, everybody wants to live in there because there are great schools around there, etc. And those uh, neighborhoods, you barely find a property there and then you are listing one of them. Isn't it good for you? It's an opportunity to sell it a little bit overpriced because of the market. Uh, okay, so very good point, all right? Uh, if you, for how long have you had that listing, Evelyn? Uh, it was a case that I have it for 68 days. I sold okay. it 68 days, which is, it, it was 10% overpriced and we got it at 8% overpriced. I mean, overpriced 
comparing to the comparables. So, so the, the, same, the same thing I, I would say, right? Uh, if it's not selling, it's overpriced. But if we got offers, it, was never, it, was, it wasn't overpriced. It was the right price. Uh, if, if you think that right. your property, and, and that's why we do the comparables, right? Yes. Similar properties uh, sold at, what, what was the price, Evelyn? 8%. No, no, the, the price of the property. 438. 438. Yeah, maybe the comparable state is 420. I mean, 435, sorry. 435. Maybe the comparable say it's 420 or 415, but your property, you said it's a rare property, or, or, or in other words, it has some characteristic benefits, benefits and features that the other properties uh, don't have. That's why it's a little bit higher, right? So I wouldn't say it's overpriced. If it's sold for 8% more than the comparables, it's because mm -hmm. there are some benefits that the comparables didn't have. That would be my point, right? Uh, what I wouldn't want to do is to overprice every single listing. I'd rather have my seller have the, the, the final choice to negotiate two or three different properties, or if I'm going to overprice it, have a definite date, usually within two weeks, where we are going to automatically reduce the price of the property and have it signed in the, during the listing agreement, the day you list the property, that if it is, we don't have X number of offers or we don't have an offer for X amount of money, then we're going to lower the price automatically so you don't have to have that conversation again. All right, Evelyn? Okay, thank you. Good point, very good point. Good, good point. Uh, Jeff, Jeff says other, uh, other homes were underpriced then. Or, or yeah, that, would, that might be the one, one case. Or yeah, Evelyn's uh, property had benefits that the other ones didn't have. And, and I think she stated that in, the, in her question, which is even if it's a rare property, right? Had a, a characteristic, a benefit, that others didn't have. Uh, again, I'm, I'm of the, uh, the, uh, the school of, I need to give the best prices, right? Uh, and sometimes I work with, with sellers, uh, with my investors that, oh, listen, uh, you know, I wanna put a temper, you know, I want to have some room to negotiate. And I, uh, I've always been of the mindset says, people don't like to negotiate. So what do you mean a lot of people don't like to negotiate? People want better prices, period. It's that simple, right? So if a property is half a million dollars, uh, well, I'm gonna put it for 650 so I can give him a $150,000 break. At the end of the day, it's the same price. It's half a million dollars, that's the market price, right? But if I put that, pro that property instead of half a million dollars for 450, the thing is gonna sell fast. If I'm the buyer, I'm not negotiating. If that property is worth half a million, and this seller put it for 450, I'm writing an offer right there. And sometimes, and I've done it myself. When I like a property, I don't like to negotiate if it is for me to live in that property. And many times I paid above listing price, right? Again, everybody has different opinion on that. I just wanna make sure that the ball is on my client's court, period. That's all, right? Uh, <clears throat> let's say, Sebastian, yeah, be very careful with that. I like that point you can discourage potential buyers. Yes, in this case, in Evelyn's case, where she had a very unique property, all right? Uh, she, she demanded a higher price and, and she got it. Uh, but many times, um, and, 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 and I say it in the, in the objection uh, module, object, uh, which is our modules 15 and 16, uh, where we talk about discouraging uh, potential buyers, very good point. Yeah, the buyer says, yeah, it's, I'm not going to pay 650 for a property that is worth 
5580, right? So they're discouraged from going to that property. Not only that, but this is what happens. The buyer's agent uses that property, your client's property, all right, to show the buyer that this other property is a much better deal. Look, this one is going for 650, but this one that is very similar is going to for, for, for 585. Hey, we just saw this one. We got to put an offer on this one. Look, 585 to 650. So what's happening is actually the 650 is helping the competition sell their property. So be very, very careful not to overprice a property, all right? Good point, good, good point, Sebastian. Liam never misses a session. There you go. I have a client who is interested in a property and they are upset that is pending. What would you recommend doing in the case that the client is upset with me? So Liam, if, if you can come like Evelyn did, if you can come, uh, if you can unmute yourself uh, and explain to me exactly what happened right there? Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll understand. Yes, yes. Can you hear yeah, me? yeah, I can. So, so um, they were looking at a particular property, and there, she, you know, she said I, she doesn't know why I didn't tell her sooner that it was pending. You know, so she's kind of getting upset. But I said, you know, we can try to make an offer and see if they'll accept it. But there's similar properties that's actually in better condition in that area. That's maybe. Four thousand more dollars than the one she's looking at. Okay. So I'm like, I sent her that one, and she's like, "Well, I don't know why you didn't tell me that this one was pending." So okay, but like, you, you sent you sent her you sent her a pending property. Is that right? No, she was interested in the pending property. Okay, but what? But why is it your fault? You did, did you send her the pending property? No, right? Nope. Well, there's nothing you can do about it. I, That's I, right. Why, why didn't I tell you? I didn't tell you because it's pending. Now, if you want to put, and, and Irene is, is giving you that feedback, which is exactly what I was going to say, Mr. Mm -hmm. Buyer, if you want to put an offer, a backup offer on that property, right. I, I'll be more than glad to help you yep. do so, right? But the reason I didn't tell you is because it's already pending. Okay. And usually when it's spending, it's already, a, you know, it's, it's a waste of time for the buyer. I didn't want to waste yep. your time. But if you want to put up a, a backup offer, I'll be more than glad to do so. So let me ask you, yep. do you put a backup offer? Yes. Okay, That's, let's do yeah. it. No, let's move on. Okay. All okay. right. That's great. Perfect. But, Thank but, you. but please let, let your buyer understand why you didn't send it. Why? And right. They, and if they do want to send it, well, need it, nothing changed. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. But exactly. Hey, okay. Uh, and let them know that you're willing to do that for them. Yeah. Got it? That's right. exactly what I did. Thank you, Orlando. Perfect. My pleasure, man. You never miss a session. Glad to have I you try. here. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, Thank you. All right. My pleasure. All right. So next question right here. Good, good session today. Uh, Liliana says, you know, it's not your fault. On top, we don't know at what time the contract was accepted. And working with backup asset, uh, you, know, you can work. Uh, you can work with a backup of uh, uh, backup in case uh, she loves it. Yeah, that's it. So again, there's 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 no fault. Not only there's no fault, there's no consequences on your part. Listen, I didn't show it to you because it was pending. You want to do what a backup off, backup offer? I'll do it. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. All right. Good. Amanda, yes, Liliana, go ahead. Questioning. I have a question in that if we uh, were with a backup offer 
what is our responsibility that is going to be like is going to be like a like a contract how yeah. how work the backup yeah 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 that's so very need simple to explain to that to them that it's serious right exactly so if that other office uh, offer uh doesn't go through then your offer uh, your offer uh becomes uh you know, uh, you know, the, the effect like a contract. Okay. Yep. It is, it is a contract, right? Yep. Very, very important. And very importantly, yeah, you can put another offer on another property. Yeah. Right? That's the reason why that, yeah, right. that I do this. Right. A series and we cannot send other offers. Otherwise we are going to be in trouble if the it, other is accepted and this one as well. Exactly. I'm going to say one last thing, because usually that's a, a legal question that goes to your broker. I try to refrain not to, to, to give you know opinions on contracts because there are so many things involved but another thing liam if you're gonna put let's say you put anybody so it's so under so you understand the process it's if i put in an offer on a uh pending uh property right and i want to put an offer on another one i want to make sure that uh, that offer that i put on the other one i put it contingent on the other offer that i contingent on this uh, previous offer not being accepted. All right, so you need to get your broker or a lawyer involved to uh, draft that contract. Very, 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 very important. All right, Liam, thank you guys. All right, perfect. Sebastian, uh, more of a reason to jump on the other options. There you go. Ex okay, exactly. Okay, that's a good point, Sebastian. More, yeah, uh, more of a reason to jump on the other options. Very good, hey, Mr. Buyer. That as you can see, you know, the market is hot. Uh, let's go ahead and look at all the properties we have to see that are comparable to this one. Let's not waste any time. We don't want that to happen again. Good, good point, uh, Sebastian. We don't want that to happen uh, again. All right, so let's go out today. I'll make the appointments and let's make an offer on a similar property. Very nice. Uh, Richard, thank you everyone for your input. Yeah, I think you know, we, we had a great, great session today, guys. Very good. I had, didn't have the time to go through the other questions, but I reserved those questions for next week. And as you can see, I really enjoyed today. I didn't really every, enjoy every single session, but I like when you guys interact with me. Uh, the value of these sessions on Monday, Mondays are way higher when you guys interact and you guys ask me questions, right? And you see other agents answering, you know, many things, you know, don't occur to me at the moment. And then you see other people in the group ask, uh, answering those questions. So that's why it's so important, not only to attend these sessions on Monday, but also to give your feedback, to give your input. Uh, we're all in this together, usually in different markets. Let's help each other, all right? So uh, guys, big hug to everybody. Thank you very much for, for being here today. I really, really appreciate you investing this time every uh, single week. Remember all these sessions also are recorded. And use a forum. Do not leave a day in your office uh, with a question not answered. If you have a marketing, if you have a sales question, if you're having issues with a buyer, seller, please write it down in the forum. It is our job and we gladly do it. We enjoy, we love helping you guys, all right? So whenever you have a question, please post it in the forum. Get used to it, get in the habit of, I have a question, I'll post it in the forum. I don't even have to go and, and ask them people and research that on the internet or call. No, let me put stuff, I'll post it in the forum. 
will answer those questions for you. All right, guys? Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Alisa, Evelyn, Ada. Thank you very much. Anna Marie. Oh, Anna Marie's here. Thank you, Orlando, and everyone comments to help become a better realtors. Exactly, Anna Marie. Thank you very much, Sanja. Thank you very much to all of you guys. Have an amazing, amazing week. Make sure you use the forum every day. We are here to help you become a better agent. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you.